unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Being a copywriter is about making pitches, among other things, but you've got to pitch prospects to get them to hire you. You've got to pitch the people you're writing to, your prospects' prospects, or if it's your own business, your prospects. And when you've got to make a pitch to a prospect, whether in person or in writing, in an email, on a sales page, in a YouTube video, you face a weird paradox. The more successful the prospect, the less time they have for you. And usually the more successful the prospect, the more money they do have to invest or spend. So what do you do? You need to get a a lot of impact across in a short period of time. And one thing we as copywriters, we of the order of writing bullets do is we tend when we're nervous and we have to do a lot in a little time, we try to cram a ton of benefits into a short pitch. And that tends to work against you. It overloads the person you're talking to. I mean, who can process all that data in such a short period of time? Mm-hmm. Lucky for you, there's another way. It's what we're going to talk about. It's called stacking micro stories. Mm-hmm. And today I'll show you how to put together a complete pitch that closes, that takes less than five minutes to deliver. And you can use the model of what I'm going to share with you today for any product or service. You could put it in an email or sales page. And of course, you can deliver it in a spoken form to a prospect. And I'll give an actual demo of this micro story stack that takes less than five minutes. So you can see for yourself how it works. And I guess you already, oh yeah. I'm gonna add, not only are our prospects busy and we're competing with all kinds of other information going on right now, but also if you have to ramble on and drag it out, usually that conveys a lack of confidence in your offer. So that's another way where not having a concise I don't want to say template, but a concise structure to your offer will work against you. Right. And this isn't about, you know, being slick, saying something like melts in your mouth, not in your hand. It's not about that. It's about being conversational, but zeroing in on something that's going to make them want to say yes. Mm -hmm. As you know, I want to say this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries, like health, finance, business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write before you start using your copy. Many larger clients do this all the time. So, Nathan, I I think what you said is really important and bears repeating. And that is when you're rambling or when you're trying to nervously pack all of these benefits, all of these accomplishments, all of these components into a short pitch very fast, 
it belies how you're feeling. People know you're not confident and you know, confidence is what sells. Confidence is what they're looking for. So the whole idea of this episode is to look for a different way where you can still do it without rushing and without seeming nervous and without being nervous and do it confidently, but in a relaxed way in a short period of time. And so what I'm going to do is show you how to take three story types from my book, The Persuasion Story Code, and stack them on top of one another to create a nearly irresistible pitch. Now, there are 25 story types in the book. And when you get the book, there's a link at the end of the last chapter right here. There's a link to get a cheat sheet, to download a cheat sheet. It's free. It's not, you know, there's no upsell. No salesman will call. You, you won't be getting. No, really. It, but you got to get the book to get it. And what we're going to do is go over the cheat sheet is a very pared down form version of the description of each of the 25 stories. This cheat sheet is basically one or two sentences about the story type and three or four questions to, that you can use to create the story. It doesn't have the examples of the stories that's in the book. So it's pretty simple. Nathan, you have anything before we jump into the actual process? Does you want to say? Yeah, my favorite part of the cheat sheet is the testimonial stories because that's something that both prospects or customers and clients struggle with delivering good testimonials. Copywriters also sometimes struggle with powerful testimonials, and the cheat sheet breaks down some great ways to get good persuasive testimonials. So I think just for that last section alone, it's worth buying the book and getting the cheat sheet. All right. I'll take it. Thank you. I, I haven't heard that before and I really appreciate it. All right, let's go. So I'm actually going to sell you the book as an example, but the structure I use, you could use to sell your copywriting services. You could probably even use it to sell a cannabis related product. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Nathan? I'm pleading the fifth. Okay. It's called The Tension Between State and Federal Laws. All right. So, origin story. So, there, there are three stories we're going to stack together. The first one is an origin story, and there are four types of origin stories. And the one we're going to use here is the origin story called, I couldn't find what I was looking for, so I created it myself. Mm -hmm. This is also, there's a shorter version of that, which is, it's the inventor's origin story. And what I'm going to do now is I'll read you, you know, from the cheat sheet about this particular type of story. I'll read you the information and four questions, and then I'll read you the story. Okay? Mm -hmm. So when do you use an inventor's origin story? When you've come up with an invention. Because of a personal need, that could not be satisfied with anything that was available at the time. So to create this story, you simply answer these questions and then fashion them into a story, the answers into a story. Question one, what was the worst part of the way things were regarding the problem you eventually set out to solve? Question two, what happened that made you decide to create something new? 
Question three, what were the highlights of your creation invention process? Mm-hmm. And question four, what did you end up with and what are its or what is its most important unique benefit or benefits? So what was the worst part? What made you decide to do something new or the highlights? And so, and as I'm reading this story and for what you end up with and what are its important benefits, you know, uh, see if you can track um, the answers to those questions in the story. So this is our little micro story. I had been studying the craft of story for 40 years. At the same time, I was a working professional copywriter and copy coach for more than 30 years. One thing really stuck in my craw. Why were all the stories the so-called gurus recommending nothing like the ones people actually used in copy or in sales or anywhere in real life outside of a novel, a movie, a TV show, or a video game? Frankly, I was getting pissed off to hear the experts insisting that every story in business has to be a hero's journey. So I decided to write a book. It wasn't easy. I completely rewrote one chapter three times. Writing the whole book took twice as long as I planned. And the editing and proofreading were much harder than I thought. But what I came up with was fresh, unique, and useful. Many readers told me it was the best book on the use of persuasion in storytelling they'd ever seen. It's Mm -hmm. called The Persuasion Story Code. Okay, that's the whole story. It's 170 words. If we were doing this pitch, that might be part one of three parts. It's 170 words. That's a minute, minute, 20 seconds. It's really short. And there's a lot of information in there, right? Yeah, so two things I want to point out. Number one is in between point B and point C, what happened to made you decide that made you decide to create something new and what were the highlights of your invention slash creation process? It's always great to, and, and you kind of did this with your, I've I noticed that the stories outside of novels, movies, video games, etc., and then the experts always insisting that every story has to be a hero's journey. There was like an aha moment there. There's like a, I was going about my business and then I had this aha moment and realized, oh, I need to be the one that fixes this. So that's great. I love, I love that. And then the other thing that I love about these, these like invention stories, background stories is they make me feel connected with you. They give me uh, a familiarity. I know a little bit more about you and that builds trust that I don't think is capable of being built if we skip past that. Yeah. In fact, my next story is about an inventor origin story, but the story itself is going to be a different kind of story. But I, you know, one thing that occurred to me, you deal with a lot of very creative inventor types of entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot, of, a lot of copywriters do, a lot of us do, because often the person who's working for a company that was founded on something someone else invented 50 years ago and has grown to be this, you know, stable company, it's not as interesting. So they don't need direct response. Maybe they have a 
dealer network or a distribution system or something, you know, anyway. So it's a good kind of story that you can use elsewhere, but we're, we're using it here just for the stack of micro stories, mm. the, the short stack. Okay. So that was our first one, inventors origin story. And the second one is a problem solution story. And a problem solution story is it's just the most popular kind of story, especially in marketing, especially in copywriting, especially in sales. And often people use it to open their pitch, but you can really use it anywhere. So there are um, three steps to create one of these. One, identify the biggest problem your prospect has in relation to the solution you're offering. Two, in the first part of your story, describe the problem faced by your prospect. And three, describe how your prospect's life would change after finding the solution to their problem. Pretty simple. Figure out what the problem is, identify it, and talk about how your prospect's life would change when they fix it. Now, this is, this is a real story, not a hypothetical one. One of my favorite examples of how the book was helpful involves an inventor named Noah Barron. He's not a writer or a speaker by habit, but he has a wonderful invention called the tilt hydrometer, and he knew he needed a better way to tell people about it. Now, Noah had already sold tens of thousands of this product before he learned about the persuasion story code. And his product, the tilt hydrometer, helps home brewers track the fermentation level of their beer safely and conveniently. But he was at a loss as to how to explain this product. Noah got a copy of the persuasion story code and sketched out an inventor's origin story, which is explained in chapter three of the book. Then he got a couple of professional filmmakers to turn his outline into a riveting two-minute video. And now he has a powerful marketing tool, as well as something he can show people just to explain how the product came into being, what it does, and why it's unique. Okay, I know you have some comments because you, you made notes on my notes, but before you do, let me just point out, this is 154 words. There's a problem-solution story. It shows how this book solved Noah's problem and what what happened as a result. 154 words is a minute, 10 seconds, maybe. Uh, and that goes on the, the standard um, number of 140 words per minute is how we speak American English. Okay, so what do you think? I love this. I don't know who originally coined the term but there's a saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and yeah. this is this is the way that you can get that across that you care by explaining okay hey, i understand the problem that you're dealing with and i also understand the desired outcome that you're looking for and once me as the reader once i as the reader see that 
I feel understood and I'm much more likely to consider your point of view, your advice. But if you just jump into, here's my advice, you should buy this product without first letting me know, hey, I get the struggle that you're going through and I also get the thing that you're trying to get to. If you skip past that, again, it's it's one of those things <laughs> where you're doing yourself a disservice as a copywriter. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I love the point you just made. It, there's sort of a hall of mirrors effect. I mean, yeah, when I tell this story, it shows I care about Noah and people like him and the problem they have. But his story also shows that he cares about home brewers and the fact that they couldn't know with any accuracy the fermentation level and it was dangerous to open up the vat for fear of contaminating it. Great point. Great point. All right. So we've got two stories now. We've got your origin story for my book, and then we've got a problem solution story for Noah and how he used the book. Now we're going to go to the third story, which is an unexpected benefit story. And when you use this, you use an unexpected benefit when your solution comes with a powerful benefit your prospect wouldn't expect. Mm. So you build your unexpected benefit story by answering four questions. What's the unexpected benefit? How is it like the other benefits, but also what makes it different? What are the implications or spinoffs of the benefit? That is, by having this benefit, what else will the prospect be able to get, do, or be? And what does the prospect risk missing out on by not having this benefit? So what is it? How is it like the others? How is it different? Spinoffs, and what do you risk if you don't have it. All right, so here's here's an unexpected benefit story. One of the cool things about doing one micro story is you realize they're not that hard to do and you wanna do more. And unlike a hero's journey story, which is a heavy lift to write and emotionally draining to boot, a persuasion story is simple and you can learn to do them quickly. One especially good thing about these stories is after a little practice and experience, you can almost effortlessly weave them into every conversation you have and every piece of copy you write. Persuaders who don't know how to do this are in a weak competitive position compared to the persuaders who do know. Mm -hmm. Now, that was 107 words, which is what? About 40 seconds? Yeah, less than a minute. Yeah, less than a minute. So what do you think about this? What I love about this is it kind of calls back to something that most copywriters do know about, which is like a value stack at the end of my sales letter. I'm going to say, and if you order it, you're also going to get this. And not just the, you'll get the bonuses and you'll get, if you order the knife that cuts through the aluminum can and also cuts through the tomato, you'll also get a set of six steak knives, but more so a, if you get this knife that cuts through the can and the tomato, it also works great on meat. It also works great on frozen slabs of ribeye. So I wasn't buying it for the ribeye, but now, oh wait, I can also cut my ribeye with this. It reminds me of like a fuel injector formula that you add to your car. I'm buying it because I want to clean out my fuel injectors. I'm buying it because I want better performance, but wait, it's going to take my 
miles per gallon from 28 to 35. Oh, wow. I didn't even ex expect that. But how can I say no? Like adding in that extra thing can be the thing that pushes you over. You're sitting on the fence. Oh, wait, it's going to improve my gas mileage. Okay. In this economy, how can I say no? Yeah, exactly. It is like a value stack. I never thought of that, but you're absolutely right. All right. Now here's what I want to do. I'm going to put all three of these things together. You, you can uh, turn on the timer on your phone if you want to see, <laughs> but I, I bet this is going to come in at just around three minutes. Okay. So we're now going to stack, not value, but we're going to stack the micro stories, which is valuable, but we're going to stack three micro stories. And this is, this is like a pitch for my book in less than five minutes, which if you've ever seen an author on a podcast or a TV show, they have a, I, I just saw Howell Rains on TV last night and they had to cut him off. He couldn't stop talking about his book. Anyway, <laughs> all right. He's former editor of the New York Times, by the way. Okay. Like very former editor, like he's 80 or something. Okay. Here we go. Ready? I had been studying the craft of story for over 40 years. At the same time, I was a working professional copywriter and a copy coach for more than 30 years. One thing really stuck in my craw. Why were all the stories the so-called gurus recommending nothing like the ones people actually used in copy or in sales or anywhere in real life outside of a novel, a movie, a TV show, or a video game? Frankly, I was getting pissed off to hear the experts insisting that every story in business has to be a hero's journey. So I decided to write a book. It wasn't easy. I completely rewrote one chapter three times. Writing the whole book took twice as long as I planned, and the editing and the proofreading were much harder than I thought. But what I came up with was fresh, unique, and useful. Many readers told me it was the best book on the use of persuasion in storytelling they'd ever seen. It's called The Persuasion Story Code. One of my favorite examples of how the book was helpful, and this is number two, involves an inventor named Noah Barron. He's not a writer or a speaker by habit, but he has a wonderful invention called the Tilt Hydrometer and he knew he needed a better way to tell people about it. He had sold tens of thousands of his product, which helps home beer brewers track the fermentation level safely and conveniently. But he was at a loss on how to explain it. Noah got a copy of the Persuasion Story Code and sketched out an inventor's origin story, which is explained in chapter three of the book. Then he got a hold of a couple of professional filmmakers to turn his outline into a riveting two-minute video. And now he has a powerful marketing tool as well as something he can show people just to explain how the product came into being, what it does, and why it's unique. One of the cool things about doing one micro story is you realize they're not that hard to do and you wanna do more. Unlike a hero's journey story, which is a heavy lift to write and emotionally draining to boot, a persuasion story is simple and you can learn to do them quickly. One especially good thing about these stories is after a little practice and experience, you can almost effortlessly weave them into every conversation you have and every piece of copy you write. Persuaders who don't know how to do this are in a weak competitive position, 
compared to persuaders who do. Done. Nice. Followed with a call to action. Yeah, followed with a call <laughs> to action, of course. Uh, what? Which is get your copy of the Persuasion Story Code at Amazon.com. What, what I really love about this is I'm thinking about I'm waiting in line at the bank and there's four people in front of me and I open up my emails and I see a new email from David and it takes three minutes to get through and there's a link to go buy the book on Amazon and I'm able to get through the whole thing. You've persuaded me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go check out this book. It's 10 bucks or so on Amazon. I make the purchase and it's just in time. It, it didn't require me reading a 15 page sales letter. It didn't require me reading uh, an email that just goes on and on and on. It's just a real quick, while I'm, in bank, while I'm in line at the bank, I'm able to get through it. I'm able to be persuaded. I'm able to make the purchase. And I'm able to do all of that in the time that it takes to get up to the teller. I love it. Yeah, I, I love that too. And I also love the subliminal theme of you're reading this because you know you can take it to the bank. <laughs> That's true too. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So let's summarize this. We're talking about three micro stories and stacking them. And the first one in this case, now this is not the only stack you can do, but this was an easy one to do to, for, for demonstration. And you don't need to, you could do five, you could do seven. I mean, if you're doing a TED talk, you could do three, you could do nine or, you know, but you can, you can I want to show you how much you can do in as few as three. So we used the inventor's origin story, the problem solution story, and the unexpected benefit story. And all I can say is, I hope, I hope you take advantage of this because we're in a world where attention spans are shorter, distractions are greater, and the one thing we as copywriters and persuaders have going for us is technology hasn't been able to extract and remove the effect of stories on people. We, we just get hypnotized by them. We get mesmerized by them. Stories steal our attention from everything else except a loud noise and the feeling of falling. So, And I'm just going to add, the way that you did this is you just built this piece of copy exclusively out of these three stories. But when you were mentioning like a TED talk or a video presentation, you can sprinkle these stories in. They don't have to be the main backbone of the copy, but they can be sprinkled in. And like you said, it's hard for us to ignore stories. So if you've got a 15 minute TED talk, or if you've got a 45 minute VSL, sprinkling a story, one of these persuasion stories in every once in a while is a great way to pull people back into your copy and the hero's journey as great as it is. It's so overused that people do kind of go ad blind to it and having these other tools at your disposal to pull people back into your copy, just invaluable. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it took this long for somebody to compile all of these into a book the way that you did. Well, if you'd gone through what I went through trying to write it, you would understand why it was a daunting task. I, when I first started, I, I mean, the first thing I thought is what the F can I say about story that hasn't already been said? And I kind of froze up. I had a coach, a really good book coach. Um, she's worked on over a hundred books and she was a combination of 
kick them and kiss them. I mean, she didn't literally kick me, but, you know, she would push me and then she would soothe me and it worked. And, you know, I, I've been writing all my life, written two other books, written thousands of articles and blog posts. And, but this one was hard, harder. And so that's why. Okay. Well, it's well worth to have in your library and getting that bonus cheat sheet is, it kind of ties it all together, makes it, uh, it's the extra little bonus. That third micro story is kind of what that micro stories cheat sheet was for me. So I appreciate all the work that you put into this. If people want to go pick it up, you said that it's available on Amazon right now exclusively on amazon.com yeah the persuasion story code there's another book that doesn't have the word story in it don't get that one it's not about stories Um, (laughs) (laughs) don't get that one i will make sure that we put a link to the book on amazon in the show notes if you want to check out the show notes or other episodes of the copywriters podcast head on over to copywriterspodcast.com david anything else before we're out of here no, this was fun, and and thanks for your input. I appreciate it. Heck yeah, this was a blast. All right, copywriterspodcast.com. Until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Stories are the most powerful way to get and hold a prospect's attention. Of course, you already know that. But the problem many of us have had is, even though stories are absolute magnets for getting attention, they don't do that much to advance the sale. That's because the way most of us have been taught to tell stories was not with persuasion in mind. I decided to change that. So I looked at what I had learned in studying story and writing copy for decades, as well as coaching all-star copywriters. What I had learned about stories that persuade, and I wrote a book, It's called The Persuasion Story Code. It tells you exactly how to create and use stories to move the sale forward. Lots of stories. I'm including examples of 25 different kinds with step-by-step guidelines for putting your own persuasion stories together. You can get The Persuasion Story Code on Amazon.com. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.